Welcome to the Lighter Church Podcast, lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.tlc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ This today. is the day the Lord has made. And be glad in it. Let's put our hands together for the Lord, everyone in the house here this morning present. Let's clap for Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your right and to your left and welcome somebody to church this morning. Say you're welcome to church this morning. Say you're welcome to church this morning. I thank God you are here today. The Lord will bless you today. The Lord will answer your prayers today. The Lord will meet you at the point of your needs today. You will not live the same way you came. Heavens will turn to your focus. Heavens will meet your needs. The beam of God will be upon you today to sort you out, to change your situation, to give you testimonies so that his glory will be revealed in your life in Jesus name the Lord is about to do new things in your life surprising and unprecedented things because he says in his word that behold I do new things new things about to happen to somebody in this house new things that they have never had before something new is about to happen to you something you never experienced before all is designed to give God the glory I want you to put your hands together again for the Lord and appreciate him with your clap offering amen and amen and amen and amen what an awesome God we serve I thank him for what he's doing already men we soon see where the Lord is taking you to. If you have a Bible, kindly turn to the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7. Just one verse. James, chapter number 4, verse number 7. One to go. Resist the devil and flee Do you have a name? So you put your name before they submit and read that verse. One, two, go. Charles, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Did it make any sense to you? Turn to your neighbor. I don't know whether you know the name of your neighbor. If you don't know, ask the person, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> what is your name? You know his name now? You know her name now? Are you sure? Don't call the wrong name. <laughs> then put the person's name before submit. You know the name now? 
One, two, go. Hallelujah. There are few people that did it right. Some are just looking because your neighbor is not your friend. But now you have to make your neighbor your friend and point to your neighbor. One, two, go. Hallelujah. Do you believe that this is the word of God? Are you very sure this is the word of God? That God is simply saying to each and every one of us that when we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, the devil will run away. The devil will do what? I want for you to say it to yourself again. And say it like you mean it. One, two, go. Hallelujah. I want you to say it this way again. I will submit myself to God. And I will resist the devil. And the devil will flee from me. Now you are going to say it without repeating it from me. You are saying it like you mean it. As you are determined to do. And as you will like to do. And as you like to result in your life. One, two, go. I will submit. Do you mean it? Yes. Do you believe it? Yes. Is that settled? Yes. Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, this can just be the message of the time and we just share the grace. You know, this is just enough to be the message and we say, let's take the grace. But the truth is that we have more time to spend and we have to do a little bit of exposition so that those that don't understand what we have just done now will un- understand why we did what we have done and why the Lord said what he said and the kind of power that God has given to us that we might not understand and know. But when you begin to appropriate the word of God into your life, it makes more sense than when you are talking about thou, they, him, when you try to appropriate the word and the promises of God upon your life it makes more sense it makes you to be able to walk in the light of the world in the reality of the world than when you just said submit yourself you don't know God is talking to you when he makes promises you don't realize that God is talking to you as a person as if you are the only one there when God is giving instructions and telling you what you can do in your lives. So we must learn to appropriate the word of God in our lives and personalize it and really personalize it and make it your own. Own it for yourself. And you see how it works because the word works. The word works. I was telling my wife this morning, I said, if not for the word of God, I don't know where I would have been. I don't know what would have been happening to me. I couldn't even have imagined 
But the word works, it works. It's so much work. It's so much works. And the Bible says that God honors his word even above his name. You must learn to live by the word. You must learn to live your life believing the word of God as true and taking it for yourself as if the Bible was written for you as a person that is how the covenant work that is why Apostle Paul talked about I was persuaded or I am persuaded you need to persuade yourself that this word works and it works in the life of as many that believe in the word and it can work in your life because you believe and when you believe you profess the word, you act on the word it works for you, it must work because the word of God is here and amen and it cannot fail so God is saying to you that when you submit yourself to God and you resist the devil the devil will flee from you so when you pause and meditate on this and say wait a minute I think God is talking to me now. This terrible, horrible devil and all his cohorts, the demons. So God is saying that if I submit myself to him, God, and I resist that devil, this devil will flee, run away from me and he will not be able to do anything in my life again. Yes, that is what the word said. You must meditate on the word day and night. Therein you make your way prosperous. The Bible says you have good success. Meditate on the word of God, not just to hear. But to meditate enough for it to become a revelation. Then you begin to act and do. And God will back up his word with his powers. From the reality of this scripture, it is very interesting for us to know that the devil, that same devil, that same horrible devil that the world fears and dread and tremble before, that same devil that have subjected humanity to bondage for such a long time and act as if he is all powerful can actually flee from you. It's interesting for you to recognize that that same horrible devil can flee from you as he run away as he begin to run As he begin to dread you and begin to run away from you. It is equally interesting to know that you, even you, can make the devil to flee. Not necessarily God. I can make the devil to run away from me. I can make the devil to flee from me. I don't need anybody to make the devil to flee. I can make the devil to flee, to run away from me. Not necessarily God doing it, but him has enabled you to make the devil flee from
from you. It is also much more interesting and also very comforting to know that what you need to do to make the devil flee from you is simply for you to resist him. Simply for you to resist him. And the mighty devil will begin to run away. Just resist him. Just say no to the devil. We don't know the kind of power that we have. You don't know the kind of thing that you are made of till you begin to exercise your authority. You can't make the devil to run away from your life. Enough is enough. You can say to the devil. The truth is that the Lord has given us so much power over the powers of the devil by the blood of Jesus and by our redemptive covenant in God. We have so much power against the powers of darkness, but we don't seem to know it. And because we don't know it enough, we don't seem to use the power. And as long as you don't know it, you don't exercise your authority, and the devil will be looking in your life as if he has the powers. He can control you, and even begin to be afraid of the devil. Why you should not? Why he should be afraid of you? Yes, I mean, should be afraid of you. And yes, I say it again, should be afraid of you. As long as you submit yourself unto the Lord, the powers of darkness are automatically subject to you. So the first thing you must do if you want the devil to flee from you is to submit yourself to God. Hand yourself over to God. Hand yourself over to God. Jesus said to his disciples and by implication to us, Behold, I give unto you power to trade up upon serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is our reality. You have been given power to trample upon the devil. On all the powers of the devil, all the powers of the enemy, the scorpions, and all the serpents. And the Bible said that nothing shall by in any way hurt you. That means you can go on the offensive. You can aggressively go on the offensive and begin to look for the devil's trouble and trample upon him and all his powers. And Jesus promised that nothing shall by in any way hurt you. I give unto you power. And the one that is giving unto you power has the whole power of the world. He defeated the devil, made a mess of him, took the key of hell from him, that he will no more determine who goes with him to hell. And they hand over the victory to you and I, and the authority to deal with the devil to you and I. That is how we are made of. That is the structure that rules us. That is the kind of people that we have become in Christ Jesus. Therefore, you cannot live your life in fear. You are not permitted to live your life in worries. You are not permitted to live your life in concerns or with concerns about what the devil will do to you. 
You are bigger than the devil. You are bigger than the devil. You are bigger than all the powers of darkness because your life is hid with Christ and in God. The same power that made a public show of the principalities and power lives inside of you. And the same spirit that rose the Christ that you talk about and you, and you know about and we preach about from the dead, that same power also dwells inside of you. The same power that made him to defeat the devil is living inside of you. And so you are more powerful than the devil. You must get yourself comfortable with this truth and this reality. And it can make a whole lot of difference in you. So that the one you are afraid of will begin to be afraid of you. And so when you begin to know the truth of who you are, the devil becomes so much scared of you. Because you can do certain things that people might not understand, but the devil will tremble. Because that is the kind of person you are meant to be. You are not redeemed to be ordinary, fearful, weak, slothful. You are redeemed to be strong and powerful over every power that rules the world. So you must not live your life in any form of fear or worry. The Lord has defeated the devil on your behalf and given you victory and authority over him and his cohorts. And so the Lord said in the book of James that when you resist him in your life, he will flee. You can imagine the devil running away from you. You don't know what happens to you when you use the power of the word based on knowledge. The devil trembles. If only God can open your eyes in the spirit and know what happens when you do things. As you live your daily lives, as you command, as you decree, as you walk in the knowledge of God's will for your life, the devil has no option but to flee from you. Those the devil like to harass and molest are those that are fearful. And those that worries and those that felt that God is not so much as powerful as he has said in his word. And so the devil say, hey, and they will begin to tremble. The devil will shake them and they begin to shake like jellyfish. Even when they are carrying the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead, they are going to begin to shake. Because the devil just threatened them. Who is he that can say a thing and it comes to pass if God did not command it? How can the word of the devil become more powerful than the word of God upon your lives? It's not possible. Unless you are trying to reverse the case and begin to crucify Christ the second time. He has paid the ultimate price that have made you to be superior to the powers of darkness. You must convince yourself that this is your destiny in Christ. And this is your new birth reality. Now what are we resisting him on? What are we resisting the devil on? I pray the Lord will give us understanding today because we are going to do a, a kind of exposition back with pumping up ourselves with who we are in God so that by the time you step out of this church you become more powerful than you entered. You become more confident than you entered. Ready to do more exploit than you had imagined before. And begin to see the manifestation upon your life. Because knowledge is power. 
May the Lord open your understanding today. So that you can get this truth inside of you. Not just hearing it, but get it in the inside of you. And you walk out here like a great giant that God has made you to be. Like the lion that God has made you to be. There fears nothing. Afraid of no situation. No person. No other animal. But just walk confidently as if you are the only one in this face of the earth. And the world belongs to only you. And you will see how God will back you up to do the great exploit that he has decided that you are going to do. What does it mean to resist him? The question now is, what is the ministry of, of the devil? What is the ministry of the devil? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his ministry. That is why he go to and fro seeking who he will steal from he will kill and to destroy that's all he's busy doing that's all he's still alive doing that is all the Lord has just allowed him to be doing meanwhile before he gets into the bottomless pit so he has a ministry and he's working very hard to steal from as many persons as he can steal from, to kill as many persons as he can kill, and to destroy the destiny of as many persons as he's able to destroy their destiny. That's the ministry of the devil. So what are we resisting him on? We are resisting him to ensure that his ministry is not fulfilled in our lives. Resist the devil. The devil is looking for who to devour. You can easily say minus me. The devil is looking for who to steal their joy. You can easily say minus me. The devil is looking to who to steal their peace. Because he's a thief. He steals. The Lord, I mean the devil is looking for who? To steal their destiny. Minus me. The devil is looking for who? To steal their blessing. Minus me. The devil is looking for who? To kill. Looking for who? To destroy. Minus me indeed. This is his ministry. And so... His eye go to and fro. He walk to and fro the earth. He has demon spirits, powers of darkness that is trying to ensure his ministry. He has lieutenants. He has people that he uses it to steal people's joy, to steal people's peace, to steal people's blessing, to steal people's well-being, to kill human beings, to destroy the destiny of people. He has agents both spiritual and human in all forms and nature he has disciples apostles he has members of his congregation that he has to go and evangelize for him and spread the demonic bad news to the world that there's nothing God can do for you and so 
Once he begins to say that and people begin to get convinced, he steals from them, he tries to kill them, and he begins to destroy them. Say minus me again. I decree that he will not succeed in your own case. In Jesus' name. I decree that though he may try, but he will surely fail. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I decree that if he has succeeded before in your own case, he will not succeed again. And he will give you back all that he has stolen from you. Because he kept stealing from people. Some people have loved their peace long ago. Have lost their joy. Even the joy of the Lord is not there. They have lost their composure. They have lost precious things in this world. They have lost money. They have lost honor. They have lost integrity. They have lost promotion. They have lost places. Just because the enemy came to do it. They have lost what is precious to them. The disciples got to Jesus one day and said, Master, we can see that you planted wheat. What paths are growing among the wheat? He said that one women slept. The devil came and planted the tars. So that the tars will choke the wheat. Taking away the fruitfulness, the peace, the blossoming, the well-being of the wheat. The devil has done it. I decree that everything the enemy has done in your life will be reversed today. Every delay the enemy has caused in your life will be reversed today. And in the place of delay, God is giving you speed from this moment. In the name of Jesus, he will no longer steal from you. And it can no longer steal from you. In Jesus' name. Now what is his greatest weapon in doing this to a child of God? What is the devil's greatest weapon in stealing, in killing, in destroying? What is his greatest weapon that he used or he uses for God's people? He uses against the believer. He uses against the redeemed of the Lord. To you and I, what is his most potent weapon? It's simply lies and deception. It's simply lies and deception. He changes the truth. He tells you lies. He tries to deceive you. And when he deceives you, your mindset will change and you begin to fear. You begin to worry. You begin to be anxious. Then he got you there. He got you there. You begin to confess negative. You begin to panic. You are no more seeing God in your life. You are no more seeing what God is doing. You are actually seeing what the enemy is showing you. He lies to us. He tried to deceive us. Manipulating the word of God in our lives. And so that creates panic and fear and worry and anxiety. And once that happens, then you have lost your place of faith and his strikes. He starts by stealing. 
When it's comfortable in stealing, he advances to killing. When it's comfortable in killing, he moves to destroying one's destiny. The devil is a liar. That is what the enemy got that is left with him. For the believers, because the main power to do whatever he wants to do in the life of a believer had been taken away from him by Christ Jesus. So he comes in his own subtleness, in his own subtle way to tell you lies. You will never believe the lies of the devil again. In the name of Jesus. You know, if he can convince you to accept his lies, if he can convince you to accept his lies, if he can be able to deceive you, then he can steal from you. He can steal from you what God has given to you. You can literally hand it over to him. And when he succeeds in deceiving you, he quickly moves to killing the person and even destroying the glorious destiny of that person. And that is why the enemy, no matter how you say it, is dangerous. And that is why we must deal with him by knowledge, by knowledge, not by acting, not by judo, not by karate, not by religiosity, by knowledge, by knowledge, by knowledge, by knowledge. You must know, you must know, so that when you do what you do, you know why you're doing what you're doing. Not by recitation, not by following the crowd, but knowing the truth for yourself and acting based on the truth and the reality of who you are. So that you can establish the victory and it will manifest before the people. The devil is busy lying, deceiving, manipulating, entering the churches, changing doctrines, changing situations, watering down the potency of the word of God, deceiving humanity, entered into the high and the mighty. But I decree that you shall never be deceived. In the name of Jesus. The Bible made us understand in the book of the beginning that that is the character of the devil. That is his nature. In the book of Genesis, when the devil was introduced to us, when the devil was introduced to humanity about who he is, you know when God created the world, he didn't tell them about the devil. He just made the whole world. He just recreated and planted Adam there and Adam was enjoying himself. But the devil introduced himself to Adam. And introduced himself to Adam by showing his character. I just want to quickly read Genesis 3 from 1 to 20 so that you can see how he introduced himself to humanity. Genesis 3, the Bible said, beginning from verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the moment, I mean, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God had said, you shall not eat 
neither shall you touch it, lest you die. He came and began to ask the devil, what has God said? What is it God has said? And Eve quoted exactly what God said. And he came with his plans. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, based on what the woman had revealed to him, you shall not surely die. He began to tell lies to deceive the woman. The telling of the lies has an aim of deceiving the person. The lie is not just to tell lies for the fun of it. The lie is meant to deceive the person. Are you sure what God said that those preachers are telling you is true? Are you sure? I hear that some people are questioning whether there is heaven and they are, they are Christians, you know? Are you sure there is really heaven? Are you sure that um, there is anything that you can do in this world that will make you not to enter heaven even when you are Christian? Are you sure? Is there, can be God so wicked that he can destroy people? They say it's true. He's a loving and kind God. How can he now say he is going to destroy the people? How can he now say that he's going to lock out people when it gets to eternity because they didn't put themselves together? How can God punish people? If it's God, he can't punish. And you begin to reason contrary to what God has said based on his principles. You shall not surely die, verse 4. Verse 5. For God doth not, for God doth know that in the days you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. He began to tell Eve why God said what he said. Don't mind that God. <laughs> Don't mind him. Why he said it is that that fruit is the fruit of good and evil, yes, he said, but there is a lot of good in it. Once you eat it, your eyes will open. You will even know as much as God. Don't you want to know as much as God? Eve said, it sounds good. There was a communication. That is why you must watch what you listen to. Because that person you are listening to might be an agent of the devil. That program you are listening to might be an agent of the devil. That voice you listen to might be the voice of the devil in human form. The Bible talks about serpent. Serpent is like snake. But that was the devil inside the serpent. A lot of serpents are in human form. With the devil as their God looking for who to deceive. And who to manipulate. Who to take away from faith. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw, saw, as in saw, by her imagination, that the tree was good, her eyes never really looked on that tree, I mean, to begin to admire it, because Adam has said, don't even bother to look at this tree. God said, we shouldn't eat it. But when the devil came, he now said, ah, this fruit is really good, so beautiful. 
that is nice. I never saw it like this, you know. I never felt that it can be so succulent. Look at the way it's looking. Look at how ripe it is. Ah, maybe we are saying the truth. The Bible said that the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant in the eyes and that the tree to be desired to make one wise. He now began to think by herself, this kind of peculiar tree can make one wise indeed, though the way it is shaped. It's like a wise sign. And no wonder. There's no tree like this. There's no fruit of any tree that is like this. Oh, that is why God shaped it like this. Ah, that is, I now know the secret of this God. Aha! Uh -huh. Don't catch God today. He doesn't want me or my husband to be wise. You understand? And so the Bible said, when the woman saw that the, the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat you know this one have comma here but that comma might be a period of time after she ate the fruit she was waiting for the husband to come. The husband was not there when she was communicating with the devil. But he just like, come on. But after a time, the husband came. Adam, darling, I ate wonderful fruit today. What fruit? That fruit you said that God said we shouldn't eat. Adam said, you mean you ate that fruit? Yes, my dear. It's so nice. It's so succulent. You need to try it. No, I can't try it. Ah, you better try it. Oh. I've eaten it. If what you say becomes the truth, that means I'm the only one now to die. Don't you love me again? Let us die together. You want to lose me? Because the Bible said that Adam was never deceived. Adam was, he was so sure of what God said, but Eve deceived him. He came and appealed to the woman. The woman fell. And the woman faced the man. The hair apparent. The God's man. The macho man. The prophet. The one that hears from God. The one that knows God one on one. And say, look. I have a good news for you. We are going to be wiser than this God. Or as wise as this God. Bible said, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did it. Case closed. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the tree of the garden and the Lord called and the Lord God called unto Adam not Eve and said unto him where are thou instead of answering I am by the oak tree I am somewhere close to you I am somewhere in the garden he left the answer that he should give. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. That is why I said to you that the idea of the lies and deception 
brings about something inside of you that does not line up to the will of God upon you. And so, the one that was the apple of God's eyes began to fear God. And I was afraid. And because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said to him, who told thee that thou art naked? Has thou eaten of the tree where, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman, the woman, the one you gave me. I never needed a woman. I was on my own. You created me. I was enjoying the blessing of the garden. And you gave me a woman. That woman that you gave me, <laughs> she is the one that gave me of the tree and I did eat. If anybody has to be blamed, it's you that gave me the woman. <laughs> May the gift God give you never destroy you. Yeah. You know the Bible said that the blessing of fools destroys them. Somebody can say, hey God, is it not you that gave me the money? Don't you want me to enjoy it? <laughs> he said, you gave me that woman, that woman. I, did I know her before? I had grown up as a man. I'm enjoying myself. I don't know any woman. You brought her. That same woman you gave me is the one that gave me that to eat. <laughs> You know, that's a serious accusation. Uh, may God help us. You know, there's so much mystery. So much mystery in this world. So much mystery. Verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. And I did eat. Blame game. And the Lord God said unto the serpent. Let me start with the serpent now. God said. Because thou hast done this. Thou art cost above all cattle. Above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go. And thou shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. I know that Eve would have said amen. Adam would have said amen. Our God has dealt with the serpent. But God turned to the woman and I put enmity between thee and the woman he's still talking to, to the serpent and between thy seed and, this, and her seed and he shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel then he now turned to the woman the woman would have said what have I done again I told you that it's this devil that brought this thing are you also going to curse me the soul that seen it Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow and thou shalt bring forth children. I mean in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thou and thy desire shall be unto thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Then he turned to Adam and he said to Adam, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of who? Of thy wife and not my voice. Anyway, I don't want to say. And has eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cause is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shall thou eat of, of it all the days of thy life. Tongues also and thistles shall it bring to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. 
In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken. For thus thou art, and unto dust thou return. And, and Adam began to call the name of his wife. Gave her name and said, you are Eve. <laughs> I don't know whether Eve is a very good name, but it's after the course. You now turn to her and say, you are Eve. <laughs> so if you call pet name and say, my Eve, I think you should change it. <laughs> because that name Eve came after the course. Uh, uh, he looked at her and said, you are Eve. <laughs> and Eve is almost looking like Eve, but I didn't say so. <laughs> It doesn't sound like a good name. Anyway, that's by the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you're supposed to be a blessing, but this particular one, you're not evil. You know, it's not, it's not. Some, some, some people are evil, but some people are wonderful. Blessing. You know, when God made Eve, supposedly for Adam, he made her to compliment, be a blessing. In fact, the blessing of Adam was not complete. The Eve was brought into his life. But you see, the, the devil messed up their destiny. That's the point here. The devil messed up the arrangement that God has made to bring a perfect family into the world by lies and deception. And that is what he's still using today. So through lies and deception, the devil appeals to human flesh and human senses. That is where human lust is centered on the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. Eve saw that it was good to eat. And it's the kind of fruit that can make one to be wise. Pride came. I want to be wise also. The loss of the eyes, it was good. The loss of the flesh, it might nourish my body. It's good for my body. Then the lust that she got inside of her played out based on what the enemy said. And pride came. Yes, the pride of life. I also want to be wise. You are not content with where God has placed you. You are not content with the gift that God has given you. You are searching for gift in the hands of the devil because you want to have the pride that you have power or anointing. You are going to be destroyed like Adam. Thank God you are not one of them. But I just made a statement to some people. And when they hear, they will know that they have stepped aside, coveting the gift and trusting God for the gift and stepping out to becoming great because you want God to use you in a particular form. You cross the line of where God has given to you and you go to begin to face the devil. What you see, you will get. What you see, you will get. 1 John 2, 14 to 16. The Bible said, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him and that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, 
and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. That is what the devil appeals to. Because we are still flesh and blood. Don't you think this is good? If you take this, don't you think you will be fine? Do you think that what God says is true? God cannot say that. Enjoy the way people are trying to overemphasize something, but it's not exactly the way it is. And the devil will make you to begin to compromise when you begin to meditate on the word. I want to take on the harder line, and I like that's why I like deeper life. He said, Look, I want to make it the deeper way, deeper, deeper. Even when I'm overdoing it, let it be deeper. You understand? I don't want to be on the periphery and at the end of the day, you know, I want to I want to go to the extreme, deeper Christian life. I think it's rather better for you to go to the extreme than for you to think that the extreme is too difficult and go to the, the, the other side. And you now overcompromise because of the liberty. And so the devil began to appeal to Eve through the flesh. So he introduced himself to the world. And that was exactly what played out in Genesis 3 that we just read. And friends, that is the weapon that the enemy still uses today to steal, to kill, and to destroy people's destiny. But listen, the devil remains a liar in your life. He will deceive you no more. From today, he will no longer be able to steal from you. He will not steal your joy again. He will not steal your peace again. He will no longer be able to steal what God has given to you. He cannot kill you. And I decree he can never destroy your destiny. In the name of Jesus. Now, so how do you resist the devil? Because the Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's necessary for us to realize at this point that the first and the most potent way for the devil to flee from our lives is first by you submitting yourself to God. That's the attraction to power that can make you command the devil and he goes. Like dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Leave compromises. Draw near to God. Follow God. Seek his face. Love him. Walk with him. Obey him. Draw near to him. Submit yourself to God because he's the one that has the power. And that's the key before you begin to resist. To resist the devil, therefore, is simply not to allow him deceive you. The Lord gave me the revelation, and I want you to listen to me while I do a few expositions and we close. To resist the devil is simply not allow him to deceive you. Say no to his lies. Say no to his tricks. Don't allow him to twist the word of God in your life. That you can make it in any other way apart from him. You can make it in any other form by meeting some people and they ask you to bring things and you give them those things and they will turn it to money for you. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you by saying that even pastors 
come to them to do it. Even, even Christians, workers, all these multi-millionaires, that is how they get their money. And you say it's true. And you say, don't you know that God can also forgive you? So even when it is um, it's a, it's a sin, don't you see where it's in the Bible? That when you sin, God forgives you. That if anyone says he has not sinned, he's a liar. He has made God a liar. But when you sin, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So you can do what you need to do, then he will still forgive you as long as you get money. Is it not forgiveness? <laughs> and you begin to think, I stroll. They said that pastor. They said that great man. They said that multi-millionaire. And you go to that, they will give you chronicles, example, whether true or false, because they are liars too. <laughs> they are liars. They will give you names. Ah, so this man's name is here. They will even show you his picture. On the 15th of uh, September, 2001, this man came. You don't know him. Ah, that great man of God. He said, you see, you are deceiving yourself. <laughs> Heaven help those who help them. He says, it's true. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's deception. But that's not going to be your portion in Jesus' name. When the enemy comes with his lie, you will know he's the devil and he will flee from you. In the name of Jesus. So, resisting the devil is not allowing him to deceive you. You say no to his lies. Don't allow him to twist the word of God in your life. Don't allow him appeal to your human lusts by his lies. You must strive to know the truth and remain in the truth. No matter how inconvenient it may be to you. For it's only the truth that can make you free. The truth that you know, the truth that you practice is the one that can make you free. From all the devices of the enemy and all the tricks and manipulations and the lies of the devil. Stand on the truth and see what God will do at the end of the day. The Lord for that revealed to me that resisting the devil is also resisting the manifestation of the effect of the causes that his deception has brought to Adam. Resisting everything that runs contrary to your new destiny in Christ. That is resisting the devil. Resisting everything that does not line up with your redemptive covenant with God. That is resisting the devil. Whatever the enemy brought to your life that manifests poverty, evil, sin, degradation, frustration. Resist all of them and fight them out of your life. And the more you do so, the more the devil will flee from you. Because you know very well that they don't belong to you. And so the devil will carry his bag and baggage out of your life. And some people don't understand what it, it actually means to resist the devil. And so what is it to resist the devil? I'm not struggling with him. Yes, you are struggling with him because he's telling you things that you need to expunge from your brain. And he has brought things in your way that should not belong to you. And you have to let those things out of your life. And as you do that, you are actually resisting him. You are not giving him room in your life. The more room you give to him, the more he occupies. So don't give him room. And that is why you should lock the devil out of your lives. Therefore, resisting the devil means not allowing any of the purpose of the enemy over your life to have a permanent place. 
Because they don't belong there. They don't belong to you. And they are no longer your portion in your new birth reality. They are not your portion. It means that you shouldn't sit where the enemy wants you to sit in life. You shouldn't settle where he wants you to settle in life. You don't have to be where the enemy wants you to be. You cannot become what the enemy wants you to become. You don't answer the name that the enemy gave you. You don't be the kind of person that his life does not glorify God. You don't settle for poverty and say, maybe that's my lot. That is the lot of the devil. You don't settle for sickness and say, maybe that is how God wants it. No, that is the lie of the devil. You don't settle for a frustrated life. What God has not given you can still be your portion. But you have to pursue it and see that it become realized in your life. If you allow the devil to tell you that that's your Lord, you have not resisted him. Resist every bag of the enemy that remains in your life. That is when you are resisting the devil. Whether we know it or not, anything that runs contrary to the will of God in our life actually took its root from the devil. Anything that does not line up with our covenant with God is from the devil. Everything that you are going through that does not lift up the name of the Lord or glorify him in your life actually took its root from the devil. Be it sickness, be it failure, be it sin, be it poverty, be it barrenness. And as you resist these situations in your life, you are actually resisting the devil himself, the Lord said to me. As you resist the things the enemy brought into your life and said, this does not belong to me, you are actually resisting the devil. Don't settle for where the enemy wants you to be. I give you a loose example, loose in the sense that it might not just be the app. I'm giving the, the one that is the app, but I just want to use that as a demonstration. I believe the devil will always like the four lepers to be at the gate of Samaria because that is a final point of disgrace. You are leprous, stay here at the gate and be begging for money. Anyone that gives you take, they don't give you, you don't have. That's your lot. Lepers, you here? Lepers say, we have known. People that came ahead of us, that's how they live their life. Whether there's famine or plenty, stay there. Don't move out of that place. The gate of Samaria is your lot. But there came one day, these four lepers began to reason among themselves. If we remain in this gate, in this famine, we are likely to die because there is nobody that is passing through the gate to give us food. But must we always remain here? Everybody has said we must remain at the gate and we never come to the city. And if we decide to go to the city, what they can do at worst is to kill us. What's the difference? What's the difference? But I am not going to see myself remaining here. I will make a move. Whether the devil likes it or not, I have my legs, I have my buttocks to stand up, I have my strength to stand up, I can move. The devil says, stay at the gate. I say, no, I'm not staying at the gate anymore. I am going to the city. Tell the devil I changed my mind. I am not going to be at that spot anymore. And they decided, Oyama said, go, let's go. Let's walk and go to the city. And as they were walking toward the city of Samaria, the Lord used their footstep to look as if it's the great army of Israel. 
their enemies has come to attack them in their battalions and they began to run away and they ran away and the, the leprous men said they are running away from us so we are so powerful you don't mean it everybody has left their houses then they got to the first house they ate and ate and ate they wouldn't have given all this food if we were at the gate they went to the next house they ate and ate and ate and they were almost having constipation one of them said why can't you go and call our people those that also drop some things for us so that they can come and eat plenty we are just not more this, the leprous people that they are talking about we are now the celebrated leprous people we have we are now changed our mind and the devil has lost his battle to keep us at a spot now we have become somebody that everybody will reckon with and they ran to Israel and say come and eat, come and come and enjoy yourself, they have run away from us you thought we are leprous but we are big men and they followed leprous people, they got to Samaria they began to eat, they began to enjoy themselves, the people has hid themselves because some people that were leprous decided to change their mind from where the enemy has kept them you settle too much. My father is poor. My mother doesn't have anything. I, this is where I can be. I have to live here forever. Who told you that that is where your lot ends? How do you? How does it fathom your mind that that is where your lot ends? I mean, I love what somebody wrote. I mean, at times I go into the social media to enjoy myself and look at some social commentary. And somebody said, this Otterola and the children that stopped over for one hour in Italy just to take what? Ice cream. Do they have two heads? And he said, I will tell my father, each time we are going home, he should not stop me at Ore to take Guguru and Ekpa, to take Pandedia Manenyo. I just don't want that stopover. I want the stopover of Italy. Tell the devil I don't belong to stopping over in Ore. I am not going to begin to stop over in Italy just to take ice cream or to take a cup of tea. Because somehow your mindset, you say, that is impossible. And you so you criticize it. Is it not wasteful? Is it not too wasteful? What are they trying to show? Because somehow your mind can never comprehend that it is possible that your wife will say, I just like Chinese food. And you say, darling, let's go to China and eat the best of the Chinese food. Spend weekend and eat all the Chinese food and let's come back to Nigeria to enjoy ourselves. Your mind can never comprehend it. It never gets into your thought. And so you criticize any big thing. And so you remain at the spot where the enemy has kept you. There is nobody that is bigger than you in this world. Because the big God also lives inside of you. That is why when you see good things, you say plus meal. I am going to do the same thing. Don't criticize good things. Somebody said, how can somebody use 200 million naira to buy a car? Why shouldn't you use 200 million to buy a car while he has 5 billion genuinely made by himself, not being a criminal? You think that everybody that made money are criminals? You lie. If I have just only 1 billion, I can buy a car of 500 million. I don't care. Why? Because I enjoy myself with that. I didn't steal the money. So don't criticize me. Would I be 50 houses for who? <laughs> for what? You don't know the You would have been That is why. What, what's your, why should you tell me how to live my good life? He said, Don't mind them. They use 100,000 naira to buy suit. Why you can go to Agege and they sell suit for you for 10,000? That is your own. That is true. 
But no, for me, I am now changing from buying suit in Nigeria to going to the, you know, there are, there are what do they call this kind of shops? Designer's shop. If you go to designer's shop, I love my wife for that. You, uh, luxury shops. You don't see people. You don't see people just enter one and two. But if you go to the like of, um, what do they call them? Primark. Every, in fact, you can queue for two hours to pay. Queue for two hours. You have carried all your bongo, you are paying primers. This thing is going small, small. They have about seven people trying to machine. But if you go to those luxury shops, only one person will be there. And one person will come and shop even in three or four hours. But when they say one, they know it's one. You know what I mean? People that go there don't have two heads. And if you desire it, if you desire it, if you desire that God is going to prosper you, God will prosper you. I mean, stop criticizing what you don't know. Stop. Not every millionaire is a thief. Stop running yourself down and limiting yourself. What you don't admire, you don't attract. <laughs> what, what you don't admire, you don't do what? Begin to admire good things. Begin to enjoy good things. Begin to imagine good things. Begin to open your mouth wide. And you see God begin to do things beyond your imagination. Because silver and gold belongs to God. And the earth is the Lord's and his fullness thereof. If you resist the devil that brought poverty, poverty will run away from you. If you resist the devil that brought sickness, sickness will run away from you. If you resist the devil that brought failure, you will never fail again. Resisting those things is resisting the devil and they will pack their bag and baggage out of your lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My deduction from the story of the lepers is simply that you don't know what you carry till you make a move in your life. That big thing that you think is impossible, just try it. You will see how easy it is for God to make it happen for you. You are afraid of it because your mind is saying it's too big. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too big. Push yourself beyond boundary that the devil has set for you. Stop agreeing with the devil. You are not who the devil say you are. The woman with the issue of blood believed that she had done all that she needed to do. But meanwhile, she was not satisfied with her situation all the same. She has spent all her money and that's the best she can do. She has gone to all the physicians and that's the best she can do. But her mind is telling her, I don't belong here. This blood must cease. And so, because she was so desirous, desperately desirous to see that problem end, that reproach end, her mind went to something nobody had ever done. If I may but touch the hem. I have spent all the money, my abilities and everything is gone. But there's something that I have yet not tried. You know, you have tried everything. What can I do now? My friend, my friend oh boy, why can I? I've tried everything, I beg. If God wants it, let heaven come. Who, who told you want to go to heaven to enjoy? If you don't prepare for your heaven, you get to heaven, you won't even enjoy it. I mean, we're having family devotion. My daughter said, it's true, daddy. You know, it can be terrible when you live this life poor and you go to heaven, you're also poor. Because in heaven, there are a lot of people that are going to live almost like a superhuman way and they'll be regretting. 
Because there are things you do on earth that enables you to live a good life in heaven. That is why our work shall be tried. And after the work, there are rewards. So what am I saying in effect? What I'm saying is that this woman was not satisfied to die with the blood flowing from her body. And she did something desperate. She tried something desperate. She moved out of her comfort zone and went to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And so, that was what brought about her testimony. The garment of Jesus became a healing balm. Nobody ever knew that it could be a healing balm. But the woman, the woman tried it. And that changed her lot. Resisting the devil is refusing to give up. I tell you for free that nothing frustrates the devil more than a person that knows his God and stand on his right in God and go beyond the mark that the enemy has put for him. The enemy has put a mark. You know you can't go beyond this. Now. There are people, nobody in your family has gone beyond this. Nobody in your lineage Nobody from your tribe. It's only Oyubo people that can cross there. But for you, you're Nigerian. No way, you know. I say it's true now. Who told you? Who? Who told you? That there is anybody in the face of the earth that can achieve bigger and greater success than you? Who told you? Who told you that you have a boundary and a limit? Who told you? You limit yourself by the way you think about yourself. I think about myself in the eyes on the mind of God and so I have no limit. I might not be there now, but I know I can be there and I will be there. As a man thinketh in his heart, <laughs> I think that the devil is too small for me. He cannot decree a thing and it come to pass in my life. He cannot put me in bondage. He cannot put me at the spot. He cannot limit me from prospering. That is how I think. And so, I have become bigger than the devil because I have it in the mind. I'm taking it from the word of God. And that is what we are just studying this morning. You need to tell the devil that you have changed your mind today. You have changed your mind. Your mind of struggles and poverty and shame. Resist him and take the limit of your life. Listen to me. This resistance you are talking about is not just a prayer fight. You know what's called prayer fight. Let me not go there today. It's not just, devil, take your hand off my life. Take your hand off my business. Take your hand off my marriage. You may do this as the Lord permits. But it's actually a fight of the mind. A fight of the faith. The product that you get from the fight of faith is that you have a mentality of greatness and bigness that you bring about a result that is bigger than you as a person. This fight is a product of a rugged faith and unwavering faith against every work of the devil. And that is the real resistance that God is talking about. So that you know how to say no to the devil. Hear this. The scriptural and physical energy to achieve everything your mind sets to do will automatically come when your faith in God to make it happen is strong. The stronger your faith, the more the energy you emit and the more heavens come to you to help you become who you want to be. Faith carries great spiritual energy and that can move everything in the realm of the natural and the supernatural no matter how tough. 
Faith brings out the best of the power of heaven to work on your behalf. And anything that cannot resist the power of our God cannot also resist the power of our faith in God. As you hold on steadfastly and refuse to give up on your push to get out, to getting out of your limit, the devil has no way to hold you down. When the devil say no, you will say yes. It's possible. The devil cannot force you at the spot where you don't want to be. Like the leprous man. And when you take that position, the devil will abandon your case and go to where he can succeed. That is what it means to flee. He will abandon your case. I've tried with this man. I've, with all these things I've done, he's still holding on. Let me leave him now. <laughs> Let me leave him alone. Just like what happened to Isaac. They were covering his wells and the father's well. And at the time, as he was covering, he was building. I said, this man, if we are going to waste our time covering, let us leave him. And they began to envy the tenacity that was in Isaac. And God opened him up. You give up too easily because you try and try, you fail, you try and you see, you think you're failure. No. The next trial is greatness. I said to somebody, the next trial is abundance. The next trial is exploit. The next trial is promotion. In the name of Jesus. Do you think the enemy flee for fun? He doesn't flee for the fun of it. When the Bible said the enemy will flee. No. It is the force of heaven that brings about the spiritual energy from your faith that the enemy cannot withstand anymore. And so, he has no any other thing to do but to run away. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8 to 9, I want to quickly read from the New Living Translation. 1 Peter 5, 8 to 9. The Bible says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. This devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering as you are. But what brings about the victory is when you stand strong in your faith. Stand firm against the enemy. Resist him. One of the strongest weapons of wrestling against the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places, according to the book of Ephesians 6, is the shield of faith. That is why after the Lord in Ephesians 6 has mentioned all the weapons in verse 16, the Bible said, above all, above all that I have mentioned, the breastplate of righteousness and all the things that I have mentioned before now, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all, all, the fairy that of the wicked. As he's throwing it to you, your faith will push it out. As he's throwing it to you, your faith will push it out. As he's throwing it to you, your faith will push it out. Throwing it to you, your faith will push it out. It's not your fight. It's not your prayer. Your faith is throwing it away. Your faith. I can't have this. He throw the dart of poverty. No, this is not my own. Take it. He throw the, the dart of sickness. This is not for me. Take it. The, the faith that you put 
as a breastplate. The faith that you put as a shield will be throwing away all the fairy darts that is contrary to your destiny away. That is why you must be a man and a woman of faith. Without faith, you cannot please God. And without faith, you cannot understand that the devil can flee from you when you resist him. So as a child of God, wherever the devil say no, please say yes. Whenever the devil is saying yes, so it's so say no. You can't agree with the devil. When the devil says it is over, you say it's about to start. When the devil says that the wine is finished, you will say that the sweetest wine is about to come. When the devil says that your night is darkest, can't you see? You will say to the devil that your new day is about to break. See situation differently from where the enemy wants you to see it. The darker the night, the more glorious the effect of light. And when the darkness gets darkest, now a new day is about to break. Stop settling for the lies of the devil. Resist him in every way and he will flee from you. Is God talking to somebody in the house today? Listen, when you believe in what the devil is telling you, it means you have opened the prison door. Listen to this analogy as I close. When you take what the enemy is telling you, this is what you have done for yourself. You have been liberated. But what you have done, believing what the enemy is saying, is that you go to the prison. You open the prison door by yourself. You enter the prison. You lock the door of the prison against yourself. You enter into the prison that you put yourself. And you now say, Jailor, you locked me up again. No, no jailer locked you. You locked yourself because you believe the lies of the enemy. Who the son of man is set free is free indeed. You can no more be entangled with that bondage that the enemy has actually put in you and God has set you free from. So you open the prison door, you walk into the prison, you lock the door against yourself and you are now in the prison and you are saying the devil has done it. Which devil? Liberate your mind and set your mind free to become all that God wants you to be. Don't blame the jailer. Blame yourself. You need to free yourself. The devil does not have the power to lock you in anymore. Free your mind by the truth and when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. I simply want to say activate your faith. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the truth. Don't believe in the devil's lie. You cannot be what he says you are. Anything that God says you will be, that is who you will be. Resist the lies of the devil on your health. Resist the lies of the devil on your finances. Resist the lies of the devil in your businesses. Resist the lies of the devil in your marriage and say your marriage has failed. Say no, it's about to start. A new wine is coming in my marriage. Resist the lies of the devil in your ministry. The ministry is about to enter into another level. <laughs> Resist the lies of the enemy in your present situation of life. Resist him steadfastly by faith. Tell him that he's a liar. Tell him that you are not a failure. Tell him that you are not barren. Tell him that you are not poor. Tell him that you are not sick. Tell him that you are not frustrated. Tell him that you cannot be defeated. Tell him that Jesus defeated him and gave you victory. Tell him 
that he does not have the final say. Tell him that it's only God that says a thing that can happen in your life and he is the one that said the truth. And you know what? Hear me. The devil will flee from you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Resisting the devil starts from your mind. When you are mindset, God is the one to make it happen. You submit yourself to God and you not come against the lies of the devil and the devil will have no option but to take his bag and baggage out of your life. Stand to your feet and begin to decree. Just like I, I said, just begin to decree that the devil has lied concerning your health, has lied concerning your finances, has lied concerning your business, has lied concerning your ministry. You cannot be reproached or mocked. You cannot be frustrated. The devil has lied. He's a liar. And you cannot take his lies anymore. The devil said you cannot marry, he's a liar. The devil said you cannot have children, he's a liar. The devil said you cannot amount to anything, he's a liar. The devil said you just failed in business, he's a liar. The devil said you failed in ministry, he's a liar. The devil said you failed in marriage, he's a liar. Everything that runs contrary to the will of God that the enemy has said remains a lie. Raise up your two hands. Father, we thank you. The entrance of your word brings light and illuminates the simple. Your word has come. We have the victory. We have the power. We have been given the authority to tell the enemy to get out of our life and he will not resist us. Your word remains the truth. We are meant to be victorious in everything we do. It doesn't matter what we are going through right now. God has planned greatness for our lives and we are walking into our greatness because this year, each and every one of you that is attached to this ministry and this commission, your life will give the kind of glory your life will give the kind of glory to God that people have never heard before or known about or written about in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is giving you a brand new mind to free yourself from limitations, from oppressions, from situations that does not run well with God. In the name of Jesus, you are prospering. You are getting fruitful. You are getting blessed. You are flourishing. You are getting promoted. You are dominating. From now going forward, from this day of the Lord, your life will no more be the same. You are stepping out of the limitation the enemy has placed you. And you are becoming more than a conqueror. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on the Lighter Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow the Lighter Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.